Uh, now, we'll come back to the present now. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about obesity and the hot topic of weight loss drug, Ozempic in particular. Uh, Aoife Hearn is a registered dietitian and a lecturer in nutrition and exercise science at the Southeast Technological University. Good morning, Aoife. Good morning, Brendan. Uh, and Aoife, of course, this is the time of year when people think about fresh starts. I, is, is January your big month for new clients at your clinic? Not really. Normally it's March, actually. People generally kind of start trying to exercise and go to the gym, I've noticed first, and then maybe start thinking about what they're eating. Okay, so when they failed uh, on their own, they'll come to you then in March. So listen, uh, you've been a dietitian for 20 years now. Have you seen obesity rise in that time? Yeah, and I suppose we've definitely seen like worldwide the prevalence of um, obesity and especially maybe when we think of um, class three and four, maybe obesity, you know, we, we definitely are seeing meaning that rising what, in what? the last uh, 20 years. What's class three well, and I suppose four? people living in bigger bodies, you know. Okay, okay. And in terms of the definition of obesity, I was interested that a higher body weight doesn't always equal obesity. That's not how we, de- how we define it. No, and like that is one thing that has changed a lot, right? So in, in 2013, um, obesity was officially recognised as a chronic disease. That's like a decade ago. And I still think we're catching up with this idea that weight does not equal health. And, you know, living in a bigger body does not necessarily mean that someone actually has the chronic disease of obesity. Okay, and do do you think we're lacking a full acceptance of the fact that it is a a disease rather than, I don't know, a a kind of a, a result of lifestyle or whatever else? Yeah, I think I think people like it's a it's a big shift in thinking, isn't it? You know, even when I like was training as a dietitian, like things have changed massively. Um, so I think it is we are all slow to change, and we've all been kind of sold, I suppose, an idea that you gain weight only because of your personal choices and that it's only because of your lifestyle and really like what we're really starting to understand now and we're really maybe just at the uh, start of a lot of further research in the area but that really we know it's really complex so why we gain weight is not simply a matter of calories in calories out and when we think of obesity itself, that really one of the classic, I suppose, criteria for meeting the, um, uh, the chronic disease is that there is an impairment to health. And so that's why weight alone doesn't um, automatically mean that we have obesity. Is, is that weight impairing your health? And at what extent is that? So... Again, when we talk about class one, two, three, it really is around how um, that weight now is impacting on your health. And the people who come to you, uh, Aoife, is there a level of shame around it, possibly because of that traditional view of it as some kind of character failing or something? Are they ashamed? Hugely, hugely. And actually, you know, when I... Uh, when I talk to people when they come and they say they want to lose weight and when I ask them how do they feel about their weight 
the most common response is they are very emotional and get very upset about that because they, you know, they've never maybe been asked that question before. And um, it is something that I think people carry a lot of um, self-loathing and um, a lot of shame with because I suppose the pervasive belief is that it's their fault and that they don't have enough willpower to really get on top of this thing, you know. Okay, so as you say, the, the, the view now, it's a disease and, and we now have, I suppose, treatments that we didn't have before, particularly in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, we've, we've really seen it take off. You say some people mm. who are living with obesity can be reluctant to try Ozempic. Is that back to shame and stigma around it? Yeah, and I, I suppose some of the, you know, the stuff we're seeing in the media around celebrities taking it is definitely not helping the cause, you know. Um, but also, I think because people feel that maybe they should be able to do it themselves, that they kind of feel they almost have to be a martyr to the cause. And, um, you know, I can, this time I'll, I'll have the willpower. This time yeah. I'll be better. But... You know, it's not as e- it's really not as easy as that. There are so many things that are out of our conscious control that are actually driving often that weight gain, especially when we're already maybe at a higher weight. Now, you were the dietitian on Operation Transformation uh, for a long time, 12 seasons. People will know you from that. And uh, you yes. left. Uh, I now, did. And th- that was related to Ozempic. Can you explain? Um, yeah, so I suppose I left uh, because I felt it was important to um, share with people around other treatment options, you know, and, and this, like, I'd have to say I'm not necessarily pro-medication or against medication, but I am really pro-people making informed choices and giving people the information and letting people decide, well, what is best for me right now, you know? So I think for me, when I'm, I'm working with individuals, when I'm teaching my students, you know, it is about imparting the knowledge, you know, it is about saying, well, these are our options on the table. This is where you're at right now. And, you know, let's talk about what you feel will work with you. Maybe that's done in conjunction with a, with their GP. So it's more about information rather than about the medication them, itself, I suppose. OK. Now, I would note that uh, Dr. Sumi Dunn, who's the GP on Operation Transformation, has said of this year's leaders that none of them would be in the criteria of the current clinical prescribing guidelines for Ozempic anyway. But I suppose as well, Mm -hmm. I kind of wonder, is that a different show like someone, you know, taking Ozempic and losing weight that way? I suppose most of the people watching are not in the Ozempic space, but they get a bit of inspiration Mm -hmm. from Operation Transformation to maybe change their habits and try and be a bit healthier, move a bit more, because that that is all still important, isn't it? Oh, listen, absolutely, absolutely. And I think there's kind of people right now kind of saying, oh, well, you know, this is now just telling people that they can take a pill and move on. And like, absolutely, that's not what this is about. And even our, um, you know, obesity care guidelines in Ireland, you know, are very clear that eating well and moving is really important for health. It's important for everybody's health, everybody's size, right? Right. But when we get to the point of people who do meet the clinical criteria for obesity, treatment then for that needs a little bit more, you know, so so that is the case. And I guess, you know, last year, some of these leaders did meet that clinical criteria. So that was probably more of my issue then. I have no idea, okay. you know, okay. what's happening yeah, with the leaders okay. this well, year. I, I yeah. don't know about that, so I can't speak to that. Um, <laughs> 
So, so what you're saying is that uh, in general, Ozempic is not an alternative to to trying to be healthier. That that's part of the, it's part of a, a mix and stuff. Um, and we should say, I think as well, there can be a notion now that Ozempic is some kind of a quick fix. It doesn't work for everyone, does mm. it? And you stay on a maintenance dose for life or you put back all the weight and there can be very unpleasant side yep. effects as well. There can be. And I suppose like any medication, you know, it comes with side effects, it comes at risk. And I suppose that's why it's important that you're making these choices with your GP who knows you well, who has your history. Um, And I I guess, you know, it is about this idea. Chronic disease needs often chronic intervention. And so just like if somebody has type 2 diabetes, we wouldn't suggest when their blood sugars come back into normal range that they now stop taking the medication, you know. So I, I suppose when I said earlier that I think people are struggling with this idea of obesity as a chronic disease. I think that's really the case in point. People are really struggling with this idea of taking medication for life because I suppose the kind of belief is, oh sure, once I get to the weight that I want or the weight I need to lose then it's grand, I'm done and I just move on my weary way, you know, and that's just not, I suppose, you know how weight loss and weight gain work, you know it's not bookkeeping, uh, it's, it's, it's far more complex than that. Okay. Listen, if you if you were put in charge in the morning and you could do a few key things to try and sort out this growing problem we have with obesity, what what would be the key yeah. things you do? I think I would really look at the education that our secondary school students are getting around nutrition um, especially when they become of an age where they can start making their own choices I, I think it's really important also that you know there is an awareness as, as kids get older and as um, in their teenage years the influence of uh, the food and drink industry, the influence of marketing and then I guess it's really a key time for me is that antenatal period and especially maybe during a woman's first pregnancy when we see that really? most women actually you have no access to a dietitian. Okay, so that is is a big key point for a lot of people, is it? Yeah, and I think when we think about that time, you know, your first pregnancy, you really are willing to do anything, try new things. And it is the time where we really need to start again educating women around maybe how they're going to feed their baby, you know, not leave those choices influenced by external forces that are maybe making a lot of money around that, support women and families to choose to breastfeed. Um, although when I, I did a podcast with Don Lachey yesterday, ahead of our obesity conference in SETU, and he said that actually... Um, young women by the age of 12 they have actually subconsciously already decided if they'll be a breastfeeder or not if they even know that they're ever going to have children or not so I think that's why you know that teenage year transition year is a really important time as well to get some of this messaging in ahead of you know some of um, external forces I suppose particularly maybe the food and drinks industry. Okay. In terms of Ozempic, Aoife, we keep hearing about that there's another there's another wave of these drugs coming that'll be much more effective, much less complications and everything. Is everyone going to be slim in the future? Um, I doubt it. And I don't think that's required either. You know, I think um, definitely we are looking now that medications are, you know, currently they are um, maybe just a single action drug. We're moving towards dual action and triple action drugs that will really, I suppose, help from a... um, 
uh, side effect perspective and maybe ha- be more effective in losing weight but it is about obesity care so when we okay. think about obesity care this is about helping people to live best at a weight that they feel they can live their best life at so it's not about getting to in inverted commas a normal weight this is about supporting people have chronic disease to live well and and often weight loss okay. will be part of that because it might have impaired their health at some point along the way. It's fascinating. Aoife Hearn, dietitian and lecturer in nutrition and exercise science. Thank you. And-